What's going on, everybody? This is Ben from Retro Ben Gaming. With all the craziness happening in the world today, I decided to add a little positivity to it with this podcast. This podcast is going to focus on all things video games, whether it's discussing them, playing them, or just getting them on the cheap. Now, whether you're a PC player or a console player, I believe we all have something to add to this conversation. So I hope you enjoy the podcast, and as always, keep gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast. Thank you so much for joining me and listening to the stuff I put out. It means a lot to me. It really does. Today, we're going to talk about the history of the game Home Alone on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, this game I rented from Blockbuster when I was a wee young lad. I never beat it, but I also didn't rent it again. And that's kind of my thing as a kid. I don't know what it was, but I was always worried I had a limited amount of rentals. And so instead of renting a game a second time to beat it, I would just assume, you know what, sometime in life I'll finish it, and I rented another game. I had a lot of friends that would rent games two or three times in a row. And uh, that wasn't me. That's why I never rented RPGs, because I realized I, I just it's going to cost more than the game's worth to rent this thing to beat it. But I rented it as a child. I played through it. I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, never beat it. And I will try to beat it as an adult. But first, we are going to talk about the history of Home Alone. Home Alone is the title of several tie-in video games based on the film of the same name written by John Hughes. Versions were released for the Nintendo Entertainment System, Game Boy, Super Nintendo Entertainment System, Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Gear, Amiga, and MS-DOS platforms. They really got around. There are multiple versions of the game, and each features a different style of gameplay, but all share the same plot and roughly the same objective from the film. Kevin McAllister is left home alone when the family goes on Christmas vacation to Paris. He must prevent Harry and Marv, the wet bandits, from burgling his home, using various household objects as traps and or weapons. The wet bandits. I love that nickname. In the Super Nintendo version, the goal is to evade the wet bandits while bringing all the McAllister's fortunes from the house down to the safe room in the basement. Once all items have been sent down the chute to the basement, Kevin must make it past rats, bats, spiders, and ghosts he encounters in the basement. Then fight a boss so he can make it to the safe room to lock away all of his family's riches. You know, if my basement contained bats, spiders, and ghosts, uh, burglars would be the least of my worries. In the Home Alone game for the PC, the player is given from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m., approximately five minutes of real time, to set up traps to hurt the wet bandits once they arrive. No further setting of traps is possible after this period. Each trap can only be triggered once, and they all inflict a single point of damage. Marv and Harry arrive separately at the two entrances of the house. If the player touches either of the bandits, Kevin is caught, and the game immediately ends in defeat. Hurting a bandit ten times will permanently incapacitate him. The ultimate objective is to incapacitate both burglars. The player can trigger their own traps, resulting in no harmful effects, but the trap will instantly disappear. If the player has too few remaining traps to sufficiently hurt each bandit, the game will continue, but victory will be impossible. Following a game, the player may enter the names into a high score list. The position on the list is determined by whether the game was a win or a loss, by the time taken to defeat the bandits, and by the total damage the player inflicted. In the NES version, 
The player must avoid being caught by Harry and Marv for 20 minutes. During this time, Kevin can set various traps using items scattered around the house, each with a different corresponding strength and allowing the person tripping them to be knocked unconscious longer. Kevin can also hide behind certain parts of the house, but only for two consecutive turns. Any other concurrent passings will result in a game over. Some copies of the NES version have two different game over screens, one having Kevin McAllister performing his trademark screaming face with a speech bubble on the left side that reads, Oh no. The other one only having a large cloud with Oh no in the middle of it. The Genesis and Game Gear versions feature a slightly different plot. While the games still revolve around Kevin's battle with the Wet Bandits, he instead must protect several houses in his neighborhood while waiting 20 minutes for the police to arrive, 40 on higher difficulties. During the game, the Wet Bandits drive around the neighborhood in their nondescript van until they decide to enter one of the houses. Kevin can travel by sled in top-down view to the various houses and do battle with the bandits as they proceed to rob whatever house they are in. When this happens, Kevin must fight them off with different weapons and guns to fill up an empty pain meter. When he does so, he will have saved that particular house and caused the bandits to retreat. During this time, however, another meter will be filled as the bandits proceed to rob the house, and if Kevin is unsuccessful in stopping them, thereby allowing the meter to be filled, the house will become flooded. Marv leaves the water in robbed houses running as a calling card, and he will be unable to re-enter the house again. If all the houses end up flooded, the game is over. Kevin starts with a simple BB gun, but he may also find different items he can combine to make various makeshift weapons that have different effects depending on the ammunition, i.e. glue, snow, light bulbs, sound waves, coals, etc. And gun types. Rifle flies the farthest and fastest. Bazooka flies slower and at a shorter distance. Launcher fires the weapon in a small, short arc. Mortar fires the weapon in a high but short arc. Each gun has a specific amount of ammunition, but collecting other ammo items after the completion of certain guns will refill the ammo supply. The player may disassemble any of Kevin's weapons, aside from the BB gun, into its component pieces so that other ammunition types may be utilized. Should Kevin enter a house before the bandits, he can lay down several traps throughout the house, keeping with the game's movie tie-in theme, to help increase the pain meter and make protecting the house easier. If any of the bandits end up capturing Kevin, he will be strung up on a wall while they continue robbing the houses, but he can fidget and drop from the wall to continue defending the house. Each house also sports a unique defense that can work both for and against Kevin and the wet bandits while inside. The game starts with one difficulty level, but a harder one can be unlocked. In the hard difficulty, Kevin must wait 40 minutes for the police to arrive, and the bandits' van will drive faster from house to house but Kevin will be able to create newer and more powerful guns to fight them off. In the Master System version, Kevin walks through 30 levels in six different kinds of houses, including bonus levels, evading Harry and Marv and collecting several valuables, i.e. rings and pots, and putting them in a safe before the time runs out. In each house, there is also a dog or a cat. Dogs attack the bandits and make them lose one of the valuables if they have them, and makes Kevin lose them if they reach them while cats pull objects on the floor onto the level below. In the bonus levels, however, the wet bandits and pets are absent. Kevin must also prevent the bandits from walking away with any valuables, thus losing the game. He also has a pump weapon, like in the movie, and can get ammo to shoot at enemies, causing them to drop one valuable, if they have it, and fall onto the floor for a few seconds. 
The Game Boy version of the game, like the SNES and NES versions, requires the player to evade confrontation with the wet bandits. Like the NES version, the player must gather up various items and dump them into a laundry chute to deposit them into a safe. Sometimes the player might resort to using the items the bandits plan to steal against them by dropping them on their heads, as well as instigate certain traps as in the movie, i.e. dropping the paint can on their heads. There are four levels in all, each taking place in a different area of the house, and each having a different item that the player must recover. The first level pertains to jewelry, gold, silver items. The second level has toys. The third level has various electronics. And the fourth level has various exotic pets that are both rare and expensive. After collecting the minimum number of items and dumping them into the chute, the player can access the basement where the level's boss must be defeated before the player can access the safe and lock them in. The boss of the first level is a giant spider. The second level is a giant rat. The third level is a giant ghost. I know. Creative. And the fourth level is the battle against Marv and Harry, whose weaknesses are foreshadowed by their opening lines, a BB shot to the head, and the shovel murderer's snow shovel being used from the window retrospectively. After securing the fourth safe, the player must eliminate the furnace, referring to a point in the movie where Kevin must conquer his fear of the basement furnace. The game also alludes to there being more members of the Wet Bandits than just Marv and Harry. Amanda Dyson of Mega said the game was a wasted film license and was a grotesquely overpriced and pathetic, underdeveloped mockery of a game. Thanks, Amanda. Megatech said the game would only appeal to junior players. Electronic Gaming Monthly gave the Game Boy version average to low reviews, criticizing the gameplay as slow and tedious, saying the game was lacking variety and had plain graphics. Sega Master Force gave the Master System version praise for the graphics as crisp and clear, and praised the catchy game music, although there was criticism of the game levels. For the first few levels, gameplay's dreadfully basic. They concluded, Home Alone's a pretty jazzy cart when you get the hang of it. Not a bad effort. The game was a hit according to THQ. So there is the history of the game Home Alone. As I said before, I've only played the Super Nintendo version, and uh, I'm not sure how far I got. I probably only got to the second level at best. I plan to play this game and try to beat it on my YouTube channel, Retro Ben Gaming. If you guys had a chance to play this game as a child and you have fond memories, or you absolutely hated it, I would love to hear it either way. Shoot me an email at RetroBenGaming at gmail.com and let me know your experience. As always, if you can, take the time to play this game on whatever platform you can. And be good people. Be good to those around you, and keep on gaming. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please take a second to subscribe. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can at retrobendgaming at gmail.com. Thanks again, and as always, keep gaming.